welcome to Teachers Talk Film, episode three. I'm Pete Ray, joined with my good friend and fellow teacher, Mitchell Main. How's it going? Doing well, doing well. Uh, today we are talking He Got Game, but before we get that, much more important matters at hand. We're currently recording this on spring break, so we got to talk about that. How's spring break, man? Um... Let's see. So it's what? It's currently Thursday. Um, So we're definitely on the second half of the break, um, which is sad. It's been good, though. Um, We've been pretty productive around the house, just kind of decluttering things. You talk about spring cleaning. We've been doing that. Um, Other than that, really haven't done much. Um, Yeah, I've been watching a little bit of a couple of things, but it's been pretty low key. Different from yours. How's yours been? Yeah, um, I went to Arizona day after, on Saturday, day after school got out. Um, warm weather, sunburn, pool, all that stuff's good. I always, I always have a tough time deciding, do I want to just, like, yeah, sit around the house, do nothing, maybe get some stuff done, watch some movies, or do I want to actually uh, go do some stuff? And I feel like feel like I'm right in the middle this time. I, I came back on a Wednesday, so I got a little half and half. And I would like to remind my future self that that's, that's how it should be. That's how it should be done. I like yes. that. The balance. The balance is key. The balance, yeah. Let's say you're not too sunburned. We're actually in the same room this episode. Oh, yeah. We should talk about that. Yeah, First so- time staring into each other's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Those luscious, luscious eyeballs. Oh, oh, no. We'll never do this again. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, same room. It, it's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. What I was going with that is you don't look as sunburned as a typical person from returning from a trip to Arizona would look. With that said, too, you talk about how you would be ready to shave your beard and do the summer stash early. I would wait off in case you are, in fact, sunburned and then you're just pale underneath <laughs> that hair there. So. Okay, this is, I, I realized this sitting poolside like uh the beard's very long right now and yeah i I realized what you just said was that uh, i can't shave the beard for a while now because i may have a little maybe not phantom of the opera thing going on but i uh, maybe the bottom half of my face is is pretty white where the the top half is maybe a little red, maybe, maybe tan. I don't know. I'm a pretty pale guy. It's, it's <laughs> the tan, the, the ratio goes from straight, just white, pale reflection to red immediately. There's, it's hard to get the, the in between there. Yeah. What's your background? Are like, cause I'm German and Irish. Do you, do you know? I think I'm the same German yeah. and Irish. Yeah. So Man. we're just pale boys. A couple of very white guys. Yeah. There's no <laughs> middle ground. It's yeah, you're just pale or you're just burned. And in the summer, I'm pretty burned. I mean, it, it'll wither out a little bit to like a decent tan for maybe a few days. But then at that point, you're kind of at the the back half of the tan that you want. I did in uh in high school, like had a summer job and in college, summer job working outside wearing the uh, you know, the the calf high nike socks at all times and it it took me two entire summers of wearing no socks like just wearing (laughs) wearing sandals wearing chacos to get rid of the tan line i had a tan line for at at least five six years like over the winter it was just oh i had a line on my leg it was it was rough it was bad well that goes back to the balance you didn't have that balance with the heavy crew sock utilization i feel like that was in every college kids dress though was the the white crew cut nike socks with some flip-flops and slides exactly yeah and i'm thinking now that that's what my face would look like if i shaved my beard (laughs) i would have the top half totally tan there would be a clear line and then yeah i I don't know now i kind of want to do it just to see but maybe we'll record some pods over the summer outside get a balance going oh yeah we've been cooped up multitask yeah. multitask yeah. yeah for sure all right um spring break good time to watch some movies have you have you watched any any ones good bad mentionable 
Um, so my wife's been on break too. And so I've been wanting to watch movies. <laughs> Gotta use my words wisely. I've been wanting to watch movies that she would be interested in as well. Um, we oftentimes get in dilemmas where I want to watch something, but it's just not up her alley. And so I save those for when she's working. Um, but she's been off. So we've been watching some some things um we watched turning red that new pixar all right all right um got a lot of flack i don't know if you heard about that no i don't think i have um, do you know the premise of the story no i've just seen the the is it a raccoon is it a it's a red panda okay red yeah. panda. that's all i've seen that's yeah. all i know so it's it basically in short um Little girl learns that when she can't control her emotions, she gets turned into a red panda. Nice. And it's part of like her uh, her family lineage. This was this curse that was cursed upon their family. And they have to have this huge ceremony in okay. order for her to get rid of the red panda okay. inside of her. Um, it was equated to at the beginning when she has her first panda episode. Um, her mom thought she was having her first period. Oh, I see. I and see. so the mom comes into the bathroom when the little girl's freaking out and she like has the the tampons and uh, the, the pads and everything. <laughs> and some stuff we, we know lots about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, people were saying like, Pixar shouldn't be showing that kind of thing or talking oh, about that. I see, I see. And like the girl wants to go to this concert where it's basically just like, it's like a one direction boy band that she wants to go to and she wants to she there's Getting a mention on that uh that bts yeah actually. yeah okay. dude okay. yeah they had the same haircuts and everything okay. yes all right um there is a moment of like her saying like she wants to be in the crowd gyrating with everybody else and some people didn't find that suitable for a pixar movie hmm. um i basically just told you the whole film in I, 40 seconds so so concert bathroom scene that's all i need huh yeah no, pretty don't much. even need to watch it, it was good though i liked it um, <laughs> okay for what it's worth i know we're not going to talk about it on the pod right um i liked um, it it was enjoyable important question for you just branching off of that if every time you stressed out freaked out whatever turn into an animal put you on the spot what's it what's it gonna be that is a beautiful question <laughs> um the questions that I want people to ask me in life. <laughs> um, let's see. There's a few ways I could tackle this. Yeah, well, um, let's hear it. Walk us through. Okay. Walk us through. So, can I give you a few answers? Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I'm a I'm a verbal processor, so I have to no, talk I get things out. Um, ideally, I would like to be turned into a sloth. Okay. In my day to day. Yeah. Because. I'm trying I go back to this theme of balance, right? If I get super, super upset about something. I think balance is the theme of the episode. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. We'll figure out how to tie it into, into our, he got game. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about it now. Go ahead. Um, yeah, but you talked your question was specifically if you were ever like mad or aggressive and you got turned into an animal, which animal would you want it to be? I would say a sloth because you it's balancing it out. You have the super hot-headed, aggressive, Mitchell Maine, humanoid. And then when you get shifted into an animal, you think about like the most down-to-earth chill animals and the sloth comes to mind. Sloth so, is up there. Yeah, so that balances out. Now, let's say I'm playing basketball. Okay. Or I'm trying to do some physical activity where I'm trying to hype myself up yes. in like a hyper aggressive form. Okay, use it to your advantage. I yeah, see. I'm gonna go with maybe a gorilla. Oh, oh. gorilla! Gorilla would be great on the basketball court. That's what I I'm would imagine. Yes. What about you? Well, now you just got me thinking which animals I would pick on a, on a starting five basketball team, but maybe that <laughs> we'll say that for another episode. Um, I mean, I'm, I kind of want to go the opposite way of you and just, you know, you, you get a little angry and just turn into a bear and people, people leave you alone. That's, that's kind of nice too. Not a lot of balance there kind of feeding into it. Um, or you know maybe my balance pick would be a fish, just a just a a lowly fish in the ocean, 
Nobody's bothered me. Any particular fish? No particular fish. No particular just fish. Just chilling in the just, water? Just a random fish. Nobody knows my name. I can go crawl under a rock, swim under a rock. and uh, But not a red panda. Not a red panda. No. No. Yeah, that was <laughs> problematic for the girl in the movie. Because every time she turned into a panda, like she would just become this enormous body. Yeah. But then she learned, obviously, you had to have the Disney Pixar touch. She learns to love her inner panda. Of course, of yeah. course. And so she kind of averts the ceremony at the end and keeps her panda with her. So she'll be a panda forever, right. like back and forth. Yeah, okay. just learning how to control her emotions. Well, that, I'm, that that's a good message. That's, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like the fish, though, that you're talking about. Yeah. As long as I'm not getting hooked on a line or something. Yeah. I'm yeah. down. I'm True. Down. True. Okay. Um, any other movies you watched? Any other um, movies, TV shows? Anything? I think I'm caught up on Winning Time, the Lakers series. I'm not. I've not um, seen the newest episode. Okay. Yeah, I won't say much. I think it's funny. Um, Magic Johnson. There's another unrelated from Winning Time. It's a documentary on magic johnson oh yeah and it's going on hbo as well and if you go on his twitter there's nothing he tweets about with um winning time oh like yeah he's not promoting it at all <laughs> yeah but then with this one since it's like a real life documentary style yeah motion picture um he tweeted it and he's like can't wait to get the word out and show people what magic was all about yeah i saw somebody quote tweet the tweet that he said and like the person quoted it and said, um, since HBO made me look like a freak, I need to get my story straight. Yeah, <laughs> it is interesting, all these documentaries and like even TV series that are getting made about people that are that are still alive. I feel like that's kind of maybe a, a newer thing. Maybe it's not. I just feel in the past we've made things about people who are no longer with us. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's just we have so much new New TV shows, new movies that, yeah, we've got people alive being movies, movies are being made about them. And yeah, it sets up this weird thing where uh, I, I, every, uh, I, I think I said this on the last episode, but I'm always wondering is, is Jerry West maybe tuning in every once in a while? Is Magic Johnson watching this every, every now and then, which I'm sure they're not, but that'd be interesting. But even just like, they're still doing things like Magic Johnson is still involved with the right, Lakers right. Ownership. I guess that's the bigger thing. Yeah, like Kid Cudi, he's a recent documentary. Yeah, a kid named Scott. Like I think he's doing things. Like he's more in the film. Yeah, lane now. But yeah, like you see more and more things. Kanye West, obviously. Right. Like more and more documentaries being made with people that are still doing things. Like they're in still in the middle of their work, yeah. which is weird. It kind of influences your perception on them a little bit. Even uh, the the Jordan the Last Dance Jordan documentary. I, I mean, I guess that one was great because he was in it and we got to hear from him, which was cool. Uh, so yeah, yeah, just something I something I noticed, I guess. That was a great documentary. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt. What have you been watching? Uh, I've re I really haven't watched a ton, uh, which is not good. I mean. I guess it is good. I've been doing other stuff, which is good. Balance. Yes. Balance. Back yes. Balance. Back to the balance. Uh, I did watch, I watched Thelma and Louise. Oh, yeah. Tell yeah. me first thoughts. I I really liked it. I mean, I didn't know too much going in. I knew the ending scene. Have you seen? Oh, yeah. I feel yeah. like a lot they of drive people. Off yeah. The cliff. Drive off the cliff. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But <laughs> if you don't know the ending of that movie. What are you doing? If you yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like everybody's seen Drive Off the Cliff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. It was, uh, yeah, just two chicks riding around in a convertible in the West. It was funny because after I watched it, I went, like, into Arizona and Utah where it was filmed. And it was, yeah, I had no urges to drive off of cliffs, which was good. <laughs> um, Happy to hear that. Happy yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep you updated on that. <laughs> um but yeah, I, th I thought it was good. I liked it. Um, yeah, yeah. Not 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 too many thoughts about it unless we were like to really review it because there'd be more to say. But yeah, I liked it. Good movie. And then other than that, I watched what we watched today, and that's been it. So I think 
I'll probably watch a decent amount of movies in the next three days before we go back, just because I feel like I've I've missed out on some. Yeah, you have to strategically, like during the work week, strategically pick which movies you're gonna watch. Like, yeah, you have to, if you're gonna watch something over the two hour mark, you have to like really buckle down and be like, okay, I need to start it at this time. Yeah, and but I used to think I used to be like, nah, I can't watch movies on like school nights or the weekdays. Oh, that's. I, and then I still just like I realized, oh, I've got I don't know, I'll get home at four. I've got six hours at least that I could I could watch three movies if I wanted to. And once I realized that, my movie watching got got off the rails because I was I I could watch a movie every day if I wanted to. Um, so yeah, yeah. Your bachelor life at home, I would be cranking out at least two movies a day. I mean, I say that now, but yeah, you have the opportunity. To, I do, I yeah. do. For sure. And I, I think I counted last year I watched and it's like around 170 movies okay. in a year. And uh, now obviously I have to try and beat that. So that's a that's a movie I think almost every other day, which I mean I should be able to pull that off easy. Yeah. Easy. And in the summertime, game over. Exactly. I'm cranking out three to four movies a day minimum. <laughs> All right. R- reminder for future podcasts. We're coming back to that. Yeah. Um, and you, I, what's the most amount of movies you watched in a day? Oh, I think mine's like three. I think yeah. last summer I was rewatching all the Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, three probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I always told myself I'm going to like just crank out all the Godfathers. Yeah. Which I don't know how many hours that would be. Probably like nine. Yeah, total. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, 50th anniversary for the first Godfather. Actually, today. Yeah, today. On Thursday. Yeah, today. Need to rewatch that. Yeah. Um, I actually, a right, quick story about the Godfather. I was in Denver, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And my uh, I was with some people and they were shopping and I was just kind of done shopping. So I I was just, I'm, I'm going to go wait in the car. So I was sitting in the car and I, one of the movies downloaded on my phone was The Godfather. So I was watching it on my phone. I had it resting on the steering wheel. And I was like, this is probably not how The Godfather is supposed to be watched. No. But uh, yeah, that we might have to, I mean, we'll, we'll have to talk about that one at, at some point. I would love it. I feel like that would have been a perfect one for this week. If we had had the hindsight, right? We we don't we're not. we're just getting started. We got yeah, no yeah. hindsight. We, we have time. Yeah, yeah, plenty of time. That's Francis Ford Coppola, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. He's not thinking. All right, I'm, <laughs> I'm making this film for Pete Ray to watch in his gigantic van in 2022 on his iPhone 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to give that the right justice. It exactly. Deserves. Yeah, I wish it was in a theater near us so that we could go watch it because. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What are we talking about today? All right. Let's get into it. He got game. A uh, quick synopsis A basketball player's father must try to convince him to go to a college so he can get a shorter prison sentence. This came out in 1989, directed by the very famous Spike Lee, mm-hmm. stars Denzel Washington and Ray Allen, NBA. Star, yes, phenom, 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 three point legend, second best shooter of all time. Yeah, I say, mm, I'd agree, yeah. I think I'd agree. Um, we'll get into it. Yeah. Go ahead. What, um, what do you think? I'll give you my first little background with it. Um, I've seen this movie before, right? I watched it probably a year and a half or so ago before I was really critiquing movies and things like that and I kind of fell into the this is a Spike Lee movie it's bound to be like a seminal film for the rest of time I'm glad you said that um as I rewatched it I didn't think it was great um I feel like I've been saying that with every episode um but I didn't think it was bad I liked it I don't think it's his strongest work, like not even in the same breath of a do the right thing or defy bloods. I really liked that, Um, but I thought it was good. And I think 
majority of why I think it's good is because just the relationship I have with basketball, growing up around it, just being immersed in basketball from really as long as I can remember. I thought a lot of the film touched on uh, just the stretch that basketball has with all different types of walks of life. I thought the opening scene was really cool with it's like showing the country boy playing on the dirt and then it shows the the black kid playing in the pickup courts and then it shifts over to a girl practice or something like that. Like I yeah. thought that was really cool. Um, if this was a movie about soccer or something, I don't think I would be as pulled into it. Um, but it's basketball. It's 90s culture when I feel like basketball was the most like prominent and like really the foundation for where basketball is now in terms of pop culture. Um, but yeah, I have some qualms that we'll get into a little bit. Um, but what did you think? I, I am, uh, I'm right there with you. I went into this movie thinking kind of the same things. Spike Lee. I've heard about this movie many times. I've never seen it. Um, and yeah, I've, I've seen Spike Lee movies before. You mentioned Do the Right Thing. An amazing, amazing, amazing yes. movie. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I went into it with admittedly high expectations and I would, I would say they were not met. I would also say that, yeah, I, I, did, I did like it. This is not a bad movie. This is, um, it's, like you said, I got, I got some problems. We're going to talk about them, but definitely was influenced by the fact that, yeah, man, I, I really thought that this was going to be like, yeah, just a Spike Lee joint. It didn't even have that phrasing at the beginning. I know. It didn't even say a Spike Lee joint. You know, that should have been the warning signs that after, after those opening credits, it did not say a Spike Lee joint because, and you know what? I'm kind of glad because it's not a Spike Lee joint. It's, it's not up there on the level that, that we've, we've grown to know with Spike Lee. I'll talk about the opening scene real quick because I thought that it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, It was almost it's like the opening the, those opening credits are almost like a documentary yeah where yeah it's just kids playing basketball like some of it's in slow motion yeah we've got like the cages and uh the hoops in there and the subways going by and then yeah you made great great examples of them J- just in all different parts all different people uh i i definitely love the opening the opening scene for sure i think it touches on just the the popularity of the sport. I think a lot of people, like I haven't heard anyone say, oh, I hate basketball. Like I hear people say they don't like the NBA for reasons of just like the drama and things like that. But like the sport itself, like it's just such a cool sport to watch. The scene where the girl is doing the give and go to the other girl in the opening credits was really cool. Yeah. It's just like, it's just something that's enjoyed by so many different types of people and you're totally right that if this was uh i don't know how long was that opening scene two three four minutes yeah i'd say about four yeah Yeah. if this was four minutes of people kicking a soccer ball around you're right i i would be i i would be on my phone for sure yeah uh or even no i like baseball too much to say that because if it was baseball that'd be cool um but yeah, you're right. There is something about basketball and maybe that's one thing, the way that basketball was filmed in this, I thought was cool. Yeah. Like there's, there's mixing between it's hard to even tell what's going on. You're outside the cage sometime watching them. And then sometimes it's in slow motion. I thought that that was fantastic. And then, yeah, we're, we're in the gym sometimes we're we're outside. So yeah, I really liked how it was filmed, especially so differently or sometimes it's like crazy editing super fast and then it goes and it switches to slow-mo ball going through the net. You hear the sound. It's, it's beautiful, man. Yeah. And past the opening scene, um, this kind of gets into one of my favorite scenes um, <laughs> with Jesus Shuttlesworth played by Ray Allen. Obviously he yes. is one of the main characters. I have a question on that, but we'll get to that. Um, the scene where he and all of his boys like from the basketball team at Abraham Lincoln high school. Yes. When they roll up to the court and they have to like duck under the little Bob barbed wire fence thing. 
and then they start playing it's like almost like rucker park yeah in new york like those kids man like these are high school kids playing like obviously ray allen was an nba player but like i'm watching some of these scenes and like they're like throwing oops to each other like obviously basketball is different across the nation like yeah. california and new york have insane basketball talent but like those kids like playing on that pickup i was like i would not be able to even stand there for 20 seconds and hold my ground just seeing ray <laughs> allen standing next to denzel washington <laughs> looked so so weird because you think of ray allen as like he's the two guard he's sitting in the corner shooting threes he's not a big guy and then he's next to denzel washington who in most of his movies i feel like he's the main guy you're not yeah. messing with him american gangster training day he's the guy you're not messing with him and then he's he is he looks like me next to ray <laughs> allen it was that was weird so i i agree with what you're saying there for sure yeah i was thinking that too and like he's walking up like with his homies or whatever like he's obviously like the man like yeah the big dude on campus and like whatever team he was on in the nba he wasn't like the the quote-unquote guy like there was always somebody else like a lebron or yeah a garnett or a paul pierce mm -hmm. he's six five which is not short by any stretch of the mind no. but like in the nba like that's that's kind of average yeah like yeah you take him out of that and he's here and he's a monster exactly uh a scene after the opening credits this is the one i thought you were going to talk about because i really like this scene is uh denzel washington jesus's dad jake shuttlesworth mm -hmm. just in the prison yard by himself basket hoop ball just shooting buckets yeah the rebounder yeah the guy just giving him rebounds yeah and i i really liked that the slow-mo him just it's just um yeah it's just him and, and it's also cutting back and forth between him and jesus and there mm -hmm. it before they even really like re-meet with each other it's what's it's already showing them this is what's going to bring them together or what's held them together in the past is basketball and yeah, just watching Denzel shoot it in slow-mo. His form's a little... <laughs> I mean, he's making them, but he's like, he's cranking that thing back behind his head. Uh, but yeah, I, I like that scene to start it off. He's got the the Nikola Jokic jump shot. <laughs> yes, he like, does. Behind his head, but it works. It works. Um, that was one thing I thought the film did really, really well. You hinted at it, like showing how the two are more alike than they may realize throughout the whole entire film. Um, I thought that first opening scene was obviously great. And then it's kind of the opening scene being when they're shooting at the same time. Right. But then the end as well, when they're both shooting, when Ray Allen, Jesus Shuttlesworth is in the college gymnasium. Yes. And then the, Jake throws the ball over the prison wall and then yeah. it lands in the gymnasium where he's at, where Jesus is at. I I loved that scene. That was cool. Loved it. I mean, cool. I was I was iffy on the movie at that point. I was trying to think, where am I gonna? What am I gonna do with this? And that scene, I was like, man, that's a that's just a great ending. Because yeah, you've got the tension. I I I thought Denzel was dead. I thought they were shooting him. Mm -hmm. Like I thought, yeah, I thought there was no way that they weren't going to. And then when he throws that ball and it calls back to when Jesus hooked that ball when he was being hard on him uh great scene i was i was like please 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 as that ball was in midair i was like please don't let this ball transfer into the gym and make a bucket yeah. i was like oh that'd be so cheesy but yeah just the fact that it slow-mo comes in ray allen's looking up at it just hits the floor and then for ray allen to it it was great the ball that ray allen had was just perfect and new and then he picks up that just nasty prison ball yeah dribbles it a couple times yeah i loved loved that part there's a lot to unpack in that last scene but sure. i want to talk a little bit more about just kind of what led to that um specifically with the question that i was hinting at earlier um, when i said jesus shellsworth was one of the main characters in the story one of the questions i had in this film is 
traditionally speaking in film, you have like a hero or yeah. a main character. I thought this film did a good job of intertwining the two stories and then showing how they connected together. And obviously one can't live without the other. Like obviously Jake Shuttlesworth and Jesus Shuttlesworth, they are intertwined. Who do you deem as the hero here? Who is this story for? That's a great question. Great question. I think I would have to go with Jake. I agree. Okay. Yeah. For a couple reasons. Number one, he's on the movie poster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Podcast over. Episode done. <laughs> Number two, this is another one of my really favorite scenes is the one-on-one scene between them at night. He's Jake says, I'll play you for basically kind of my life. Like, is this I, the one when they're grown up? Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah. This is what I feel like probably the climax of the movie, what yeah. we've been leading to, because they've been hinting at uh, them like playing each other and him always beating him and mm -hmm. all that stuff going on when he finally loses. And Jake says to Jesus, he like looks at him, he's about to be taken back to prison. And he's like, you need to worry about you. Like you need to just care about yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't care. Don't worry about me or else you're just going to end up like I am right now. I feel like there we have the fool on redemption. He, he doesn't care about really him anymore. Uh, and, and it's really quick. It's not long. It's just, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. And he's like looking out for his son, which no single person in the movie does yes yes uh, and i think that that's we'll we'll get into that because i want to hear what you say about who's the main character because yeah that, that that was a huge 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 moment i really liked it yeah that and that is what you just said ties into the ending the thing that i wanted to talk about from the end um i agree jake shuttlesworth is the main character i think denzel was definitely the standout in the film right um and then when throughout the beginning of the film you see him like there's all the flashbacks where he's really hard on jesus as a young kid um like almost to the point of abuse yeah and it is pretty abusive throwing him around yeah something. throwing him around he's taking the swigs of alcohol on the side yeah yeah um yeah definitely being hard on him um you just see him kind of as this rigid character throughout the whole first half of the film and then towards the end um where basically he realizes everything's sort of out of his control jesus has grown up um he can't really force him to do anything anymore i feel like that moment when he has the basketball the very last scene and he throws the ball over the prison wall it's basically like him just releasing all of the baggage of his past well yeah it's just like when jesus when he was a kid said i quit like that's why he threw it over it's him saying the same thing i quit i'm done holding this stuff yeah yeah just getting rid of it and then at the same time it's beautiful in the way that it does go into the gymnasium where jesus is shooting he picks it up and he's like i can't remember but if he smiles or not but he definitely feels like like happy about it like yeah he knows it's like an omen of some sort yeah like there's that redemption that his father finally got that he was looking at the whole entire movie but just getting rid of that baggage um i feel like the whole movie the whole premise was kind of loose like with the governor saying like um he'll shorten your sentence for murder um, if you get your son to sign a letter of intent for big state. I mean, totally ridiculous. Yeah, totally ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But then the whole movie is, I think, Jake's realization that not only is he trying to get Jesus to sign the letter of intent, but just to rekindle that relationship is more important yeah and that's kind of touching on what you said like he says at the end like you're going to do what you want to do kind of thing yeah i've said my piece i can live with it right i'm getting rid of this baggage i'm throwing the ball over the wall finished finished yeah no it's, it's a great great scene uh 
let's see some other things some other things you got more positive things i'm trying oh actually let's talk about this because this is something i think it did really well is just showing what i think it did a good job showing realistically what like superstar high school athletes go through um and i can definitely speak from experience being you know five star uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but just just the fact that jesus has to deal with his uncle he's got to take care of his sister he's got to deal with his girlfriend who is like trying to get him pulled in different directions mm -hmm. he's getting offered money by his high school coach uh just the craziness that that is high school sports when you're when you are that good you get media attention and people love you um i, I thought it did a really good job showing what kids have to deal with yeah, I mean, when I was getting recruitment letters from LSU and Auburn, <laughs> Coach K. Yeah, I had to turn them down and say no. Um, I, I gotta go. Gotta go with my heart. I gotta. I gotta teach English. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did think that was cool. Um, and obviously, it's exaggerated a bit, but probably not. Like I that's wonder... what I was thinking while I was watching it. This was made in 1998. Yeah, and I feel. Like, it probably gets a lot of things right about how it is today. Like, yeah, like, LeBron James's documentary in 20 years will be wild. I'm sure it'll touch on some of this stuff. Totally. But, like, yeah, like, he gets uh, just manipulated in so many different ways. Like, the whole trip to Tech University. Oh, yeah. With Rick Fox. Crazy scene. We won't get into some of those <laughs> more adult images yeah um, i you know at that point i realized this is a this is a very non non-school movie yeah <laughs> it's a spike lee movie yes not okay. a spike lee joint but a spike lee movie correct, correct um the scene with um the big time the guy who oh, yeah the big, big time. time you know who i'm talking about the guy oh yeah yeah, car. yeah he's talking about yeah. like how all these people are going to like um, basically manipulate him and there's only one way off the streets like I thought that dialogue was kind of cheesy but it does tie into like this idea of everybody taking his hand and putting it in a different direction that he doesn't want it to go even his girlfriend Lala I thought that was a cool touch I mean I made me not like her messed character up, messed up yeah but she's working with DeAndre and the other agents yeah and was she she was like she had a fling with that one guy oh yeah yeah oh yeah which was there was a lot of plot holes missing there. there was a lot of stuff that i was like what why why are we even doing this <laughs> i thought that this was about jesus and his dad and him going to college and basketball and there yeah there was just some some weird extra extra parts for sure and like the scene where he returns from tech u and his uncle's driving in that brand new lexus or something yeah like obviously i'm inferring like and we're supposed to infer that somebody manipulated him to convince jesus to go somewhere or do something yeah but it's like is that necessary like we're getting so much of that already yeah. and the whole the whole subplot of the dakota girl and just it was, i i have why 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 it's kind of like that you did i did kind of like that okay explain because yeah. i every time she popped up on screen i was like let's get back to the basketball i thought it was cool um i again it's going back to the idea of the redemption story for jake right he's watching out for her yeah he um because we obviously see the really sad scene where he murders his wife. Which is crazy, by the way. Which is crazy. And that scene was not good. Not great. Yeah, she hits her head on the counter and then... Maybe an ounce of blood yeah, comes out of her nose. Dead. Yeah. Um, but, like, obviously that goes back to what I was saying. Like, he was that very rigid, rough character. Yes. With that Dakota, um, she's a prostitute, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. She's obviously lost in life jake realizes that he's very gentle with her which is something i wrote down or just noted like his whole demeanor with her is very gentle and so i think she is influential in his character development of being more okay with letting go of the past and trying to make ways to move forward yeah which i liked i do think some of it did get a bit too much like there's 
a lot of scenes with the pimp. I think his name was Sweetness. Sweetness, man. Yeah, I don't think Sweetness. he was needed as much as he was in there. But I did like her touch. I think it was a good addition to the story. Do right. I think it's monumental to the overall story? No, but yeah. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Sweetness because <laughs> one thing I do, I really like, and I think that this is kind of common in Spike Lee movies is the side characters because mm -hmm. i feel like every side character in this movie could have had their own movie themselves and i probably would have watched it like a movie about sweetness and yeah. like he's just such an interesting character and he's you know, like you don't like him at all but he's he's funny and he's just different i absolutely loved the uh the two cops spivey mm -hmm. and crud up yeah just their interaction like i would watch a buddy cop movie about them uh even the the daughter, Jesus's uh, sister, like she has enough dialogue in there where she's like sharing her own feelings and mm -hmm. and everything there. So yeah, I loved I loved all the side characters and just watching them kind of come into the big times. Another good one, um, just watching them all kind of come in and leave and but they're they're part of that environment. Big time. He's. <laughs> He's the guy in Do the Right Thing, right? With the guy selling the Malcolm X pictures. Oh, I don't remember. I haven't seen it in a while. I think he's the guy walking around in the streets trying to sell the MLK pictures and the Malcolm X pictures. Maybe. I think it's the same actor. I know Spike Lee uses a lot of the same right. actors, but I think it's the same guy. My question for He Got Game, where did the sister go, though? <laughs> like, she's, she's really there when jake arrives and he basically forces himself up to the apartment yeah but then after that whole debacle that he she's not really there anymore. see that's what i'm saying with the whole dakota story we could have had that same story that same redemptive arc with the daughter i would have liked that i would have liked yeah. that too i think that would have been been better yeah. uh because you're right yeah she's there and then she gets mentioned at the end for a second, like mm -hmm. she's going to go live with Jesus. But yeah, she's not in there hardly at all after yeah, that. Yeah, like she gets in trouble after school or something and Jesus goes to save her and then realizes that Jake's there save, trying to help her too or yeah. something. That would be cool. That's probably more realistic and probably would have helped Jesus more with forgiving his father yeah but yeah that was one thing i wrote i was like where did the sister go in all of this? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that would have been a cool little addition for sure yeah uh let's let's talk about one of our very common likes as friends shoes yeah <laughs> i was hoping all right let's um, get to it <laughs> within within maybe five minutes of finishing this movie I got on GOAT and <laughs> it, it was really hard for me to not buy some foam posits. <laughs> Dude, I have some blue ones. And if we were going to, like, if I was going to your place, I was going to wear the foams. Just, I, I also love the fact that uh, Jake gets out of prison and he realizes that, like, to go talk to Jesus, he's going to have to go to the basketball court. So before he does that, he has to go buy Jordans because you can't, like, you can't show up on the basketball court without with Reeboks. Or yeah, exactly. Sketchers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I really like that seat and that I like that seat as well because he's got like the house arrest bracelet on his ankle yeah. and he says, I've got arthritis. And <laughs> the guy giving him the shoes like, yeah, my cousin or uncle's got arthritis. It's going around. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was really funny. That was cool. Definitely yeah. a Spike Lee touch. Oh, no doubt. Um, one thing with that scene too, those, those are the He Got Game 13s. Yes. Um, they were sold uh, in the film 1998 for $150. <laughs> That's including tax, which was a lot, obviously, and it still is, 150 bucks. Yeah. But nowadays, if those were to restock or, like, go to just general shipping, that would be at least probably 220 bucks yeah um resale value probably over four or five hundred bucks um so goat if you want to sponsor teachers talk film we're for open real, for to real. any um conditions you may have 
Um, <laughs> but no, the, the Jays were so clean. Um, if I could get those shoes, I would dress up as Jake Shuttlesworth for Halloween. I thought, yeah, the cutoff sweater with the gray sleeves underneath and then the black shorts. Oh, no, no, no. I got a, I got a better one. I like that fit. What did you like? Much. Oh, I, I can't even begin. The scene on, I think it's like the boardwalk. Jake's just sitting there. Great shot of him, by the way, underneath looking up at yes, Jake in, yeah. the, in the fro with the uh the like the swings behind him yeah and then jesus shows up ray allen the in overalls the overalls <laughs> man what i i was just if i i don't know i couldn't comprehend it we've got overalls and then it's not a wife beater it's like oh just a white t-shirt yeah. underneath but the overalls are hanging down it's just i guess the 90s in yeah. new york i think which, he was rocking tims the <laughs> there, there was i yeah. think at one point he was yeah yeah, I was uh, looking at that. <laughs> I just I just looked up uh some Jordan 13. He got games 1997, uh 10 and a half. Okay. 1023 bucks. So we could split a pair for the yeah. podcast. Uh yeah. you might have to squeeze into them. Yeah, but... Cut my heel off. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be good. Yeah. See, that's insane though. And that's... I wonder how much of that is because of the movie. Oh, I think it totally is. But totally I mean is. To spend that much on resale for Jordans isn't that uncommon. Yeah. That's because it's just cemented in the culture. People will do anything to get some J's. And we know, especially in uh, like this movie and uh, Do the Right Thing, uh, Spike Lee cares about shoes. Yeah. There's the very famous scene in Do the Right Thing where, uh, is he wearing fours? Or yeah, fives? I think he has the cement fours on <laughs> yeah. pretty much the whole movie. Yeah, and they get stepped on and yeah we know spike lee loves his shoes um all right what's like your biggest uh your biggest qualm with this this movie if we haven't talked about it already yeah i got two things um one minor one more probably more important yeah um and one i the more important one i don't really know i think we talked about it a little bit but um we'll get to that one thing I really was bothered by was just the background music and the score, like throughout, like literally 88% of the movie, yes. like there's all the, the intense dialogue moments where it's like, where like Lala and Jesus were talking outside the carnival towards the end. Before. Which I... I thought it was not a well shot scene. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah. And then the music in the background, like that dramatic, cheesy soap opera 90s music was bad. It wasn't bad, but it was just too much. Um, and I think the whole scene where Jesus and Jake are reacquainted for the first time, there's like all this background music. And I feel like the scene would have been much more authentic and real if they were to just take out that and just have it be the dialogue. I don't know if they were compensating for Ray Allen's lack of acting <laughs> yeah. because he is not the best actor. No. He was, but not terrible. No. Not terrible, but yeah, definitely. He's a basketball player. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. And like, I'm not going to hold it against him because he is not an actor. But yeah, there were the scenes where like when Jake is in there and like he's, and then Jesus comes in and he's talking to his sister. He's like, what did I tell you about letting strangers in the house? And it's just the delivery was just not yeah. good. Like yeah. you can tell he's trying to act mad and he's not genuinely mad. Yes. Um, yeah. I thought that paired with the cheesy dialogue or the background music made it seem like a nineties movie. Yeah. I was in, I was in disbelief that we're in the nineties. We're in New York. And there's like string instruments playing behind people playing basketball. Yeah, that it it really threw me off. And I usually love movie scores and soundtracks. And I was it just every time that music came on, it was so strange. Especially because the way that I know this movie is through Public Enemy, mm -hmm. the He Got Game song. So I I was definitely expecting like way more of that type of music because when that was in there it was great oh it was fantastic yeah. it's coming out of the car right yeah. yeah yeah and it would have been so easy to while they're playing basketball you just have a guy with a giant radio down there 
just bumping some old school rap. Of Radio Raheem. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm, I'm glad you said that because I forgot to mention it. That that really threw me off. Yeah. That would have been super sick to have Radio Raheem. Right? Yeah. And just the whole, <laughs> the whole soundtrack and score is made by Public Enemy and they just like make it for this movie. I thought that would have been sweet. But and you talk about 90s rap. Yeah. Just like New York 90s rap. Like that's that's really like the holy grail of hip hop. Yeah. They could have definitely leaned more on that. And we have movies like that where this this movie is about, I, I don't know, I can't think of an example right now. I, I guess I can. Baby Driver is mm-hmm. a movie. That movie's about like robbing banks, but the soundtrack is amazing. This could have been one of those movies for sure where it's about basketball, but people are going to watch it because the music is so great. And it's the exact opposite. Have you seen mid-90s? Yes. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Great Perfect. example. Perfect soundtrack. Yeah. Encapsulates the 90s well. Yeah. Not the best movie. I liked it. Um, I feel the same. This, yeah, the music was really strong in that. And I feel like this film, the public enemy nod was really cool, but could have used more of that and less of the soap opera score. Yeah yeah all right any uh any remaining thoughts any things to wrap up yeah um i wrote down like it's not a bad film yes but what like what's missing i think i I don't think it's what's missing i think there's too much um it's what's the runtime like two hours two three minutes two fourteen two fifteen two sixteen something around there I definitely, I mean, I've already talked about the whole subplot with Dakota and all mm-hmm. that thing. I think that could be gone mm-hmm. and I would not care at all. Uh, I think there's a little too much of so many characters coming in and telling Jesus what to do and point him in different directions. We don't need as much of that. We get that. We get like, that's the point of, that's right. one of the big points of the movie is he's being pulled in all these different ways and he's got to make all these decisions I just felt it got a little almost formulaic where we go to you talked about the tech you trip and then it's back to the uncle with the car and then it's the coach offered him ten thousand dollars and it's just like it's like okay we we've got it something something needs to happen here so that i think that's my biggest complaint is i i honestly got a little bored with it just okay i understand he's he's got a lot to deal with I would have liked maybe more, maybe this is what's missing is like him and him and Jake together. Mm-hmm. I feel like for a movie about them reconciling and reconnecting, they're not together all that, that much. No. And it's, it's cool because they have a lot of like the same mannerisms throughout the film. Like there's the moment where they're on the boardwalk and like they both itch their nose at the same time. They both have the rubber band bracelet. Oh, I didn't notice any of that. Yeah, they both. So they both have the same thing. And I think it's both on their right hands. Um, and so they do like the same. They have the same little quirks, which is something I was just picking up on because I I realized, obviously, like they're trying to show the disconnect that is slowly becoming more and more connected with each right. other. But at the end, it still does feel kind of. There's a lot to be desired, like they could have done more with it, like you said. um the coach manipulation scene that just could have been exactly yeah like i'm gonna give you ten thousand dollars just to give me a hint at where you're gonna okay is that what he wanted just ten thousand dollars to maybe tell me where you're going yeah just a hint okay i because he wasn't clear i was is he does he want to give him this ten thousand so that like then he's going to tell him you need to go to this place that was yeah that didn't make a ton of sense yeah and (laughs) That a little bit like forced, like obviously yeah. the whole idea is like he's trying to, his hand is being forced. Right. But there was too much of it. Um, I did think it was cool how strong he was through all of it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like totally. a high school kid with not the best upbringing. And he like, he definitely does make some mistakes. Yeah. The whole, the tech you trip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, you're right. He does. He figures it out in the end. And I think he figures it out in the end because of his dad, which is probably the message of the movie. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, don't grow up to be like me, but also keep a part of me with you. 
yeah. as you continue to progress. Right. Which I thought was cool. But yeah, a lot. This did not have to be over two hours. No, 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 no. This no, could have been no. an hour 30 film. Right. Hour 45. Right. And I think we would have, I would have liked it more yeah. if it was shorter, for sure. Yeah, I did. I liked the Dakota side plot. I do think it would have been maybe more effective to use that sort of vein of redemption with maybe the daughter. Yeah. Because it does seem kind of like he's just trying, like Jake is trying to just focus on redeeming himself with Jesus and not the daughter, his daughter. So that would have been a cool addition. Um, yeah. Uh, overall, I'll give you my score here in a second. What Let me say one last thing before we yeah. get into scores. Spike Lee knows more than us about making movies. Hundred <laughs> yeah. um, percent. But I, I, yeah. There's nothing wrong with people having like problems with it. That's that's why we do this. Yeah. So well, and it, but I love not, Spike. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't <laughs> like it doesn't taint his no discography, if you no. will. Yeah, it, it's a good movie. I liked it. It's even Kanye has a bad album. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get a score. All right. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, you go first. Okay. Um, I gave it an 85. All right. Um, I gave it initially an 84, but then I was thinking about it and just the fact, and I talked about this at the beginning, the fact that it is a basketball movie is what keeps me into it. Yeah. The culture immersed around basketball is awesome. Um, I loved the dress of Jake with the sweater cut off and the sleeves underneath and then obviously the kicks. And the um, fro. Yeah, and the fro. Um, 85. 85. Solid, solid B movie. I think the best thing about it is its replay value. Yeah. Like, I can watch that and put it on if I'm wanting to clean house or something and I won't skip a beat if I'm not watching for seven minutes. Like yeah. it's, it's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. A lot to be desired. Cut it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, Spike. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, Spike, we're just if you're, talking about movies. Spike, if you're listening <laughs> yeah. for the next one, let us know. We'll yeah. give you some tips. Yeah. 85, <laughs> 85, not great. Good. Uh, I'm right there with you. I gave it an 82. Okay. So score was definitely a big one for me. The uh, the plot kind of being just both formulaic and then pulling us in different directions all the time. But yeah, like you said, it's definitely a classic movie. It's mm -hmm. just worked our its way into our definitely basketball culture, and I feel like '90s culture is big right now. So it's it's huge with uh, kids and adults and all that. So yeah. 82 and 82? I, i'm happy with that score that's where i'm at i think rotten tomatoes is pretty it's, similar it's right around there i checked it before we started it's right around the 80s i always do that whenever i'm watching a movie let's see he got game um uh yeah okay critics 81 audience 83 yeah. yeah, so you're right so in the middle. We're right around there. Yeah, 85. I think this is the first movie where I had a higher score than you. Is it? Yeah. yeah. You know, with Adam Project and Spirited Away. We'll have to see if that's a recurring theme. Yeah, we'll see. Again, it's the basketball appeal. Oh, that totally. I, that really gets me. Yeah. Um, we'll introduce the next film for next week here in a second. But um, to close us out, what did you want to say? Um. Like we said at the beginning, we're on spring break next week at this time. Mm -hmm. What time is it? Thursday at uh, at 3.32. You'll be just finishing school. Yes. Probably not going to be in the same state of mind that you are right now. <laughs> what What would you like to tell your, your future teacher self on, on a Thursday back from spring break? Um. <laughs> I'm going to cycle back to what we were talking about, sort of the motif at the beginning. We messed up. We didn't talk about balance during the review. Well, we're terrible. We could just say <laughs> the balance of the storytelling. Take out 30 minutes. There we go. Yeah. We're touching back to it. <laughs> Done. Yeah. But yeah, you already knew. I was talking about balance. Um, balance throughout the week. Have a balance between the work life and 
the movie watching life and the running life. I've been able to get a lot of good runs in this week, which I think today was my fourth day in a row. Um, I know I can't do that when I'm working because I'm just, the energy is not there. Yeah. So, but there is a balance to be maintained. So just stick to that balance. Um, and that's going to be key as we get into the last dribble of the year. (laughs) You guys see what he did there? That was great. That was great. What would you tell yourself? My, I'm going to tell my future self. It's Thursday. You're almost done. I want you to be like Jake Shuttlesworth. I want you to throw that ball. I want you to throw it so far over the prison wall. Let it go, baby. Let it go, baby. Uh, and and reconnect with your long lost son. That's what I'm asking. My, my, my future self. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, first week back for spring break, or, or really any break, I feel like maybe kids forget how to be in school. Yes. But eh, that's okay. That's okay. If we're if we're expecting it, we're ready for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's Thursday. It's almost Friday. Yeah. We'll be good. Yeah. We'll be good. We're getting there. All right. Anything else, or you got a you got a movie for next time? Oh uh, yeah, next week we will be watching the wrestler. The wrestler. Um, before we started recording, we were debating what we we're gonna watch. Okay, before I'm gonna explain this. Let me explain this, right? Okay. okay. It's Mitchell's turn to pick a movie. Last time, I feel like I made you pick a movie. Uh-huh. So really, this is your first time picking a movie. Correct. You sent me maybe 10 different movies to pick eight. from. And then eight. you you tried to get me to pick from those. <laughs> and then we sat at your house and scrolled Criterion Show, Netflix. I think we were on Amazon Prime for a time. HBO mm-hmm. Max. We talked about The Wrestler, and then you decided, no, don't want to watch The Wrestler. And now we're on The Wrestler. Well, here's the... There's nothing wrong with this. <laughs> I'm just explaining what's what's happened. We've both seen it. Um, we're going to rewatch it. Another sports movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> kind next, of. Yeah, kind of. We'll have to get out of sports for the next one. All right. That'll keep, be your choice. I'll keep that in mind. Um, but no, The Wrestler is one that I feel I didn't give enough attention to when I first watched it. Okay. That was one where, similar to your recent viewing of The Godfather, watching it in your car <laughs> on your iPhone. Yeah. I was watching it in bed while um, my wife had to sleep because she had work the next day. So I'm going to rewatch it. Um, and then, yeah, we'll give more detailed thoughts on The Wrestler. Um, but that is to come. So um, looking forward to that one. Um, Pete will pick something other than sports for next time. Yeah, maybe what's, we'll what's, use one of my ones that I chose for my next pick. But what's we'll see. The, what's the opposite of sports? Is it uh, is it is it writing? Is it what? Or, or it's just I guess office space. They don't do mm-hmm. well. I guess they have that one scene where they kind of go crazy. Yeah, it has to be. Uh, oh. It has to be people doing nothing. Yeah. People sitting there, no movement, little movement. All right, I'm going to think about that. Okay. Okay. Keep our audience on their toes. Yeah. Yeah. The audience of none. Yeah. I, I really like yeah. saying that every yeah. episode. Shout out to Luke Ray uh, and his wife, Megan. Shout out. Who probably won't listen again, but they listen, <laughs> they, they listen once, maybe. So it's all right. It's all right. We don't need a following where we're. Lone Rangers. It comes with time. Yeah. This is episode three. Yeah. Yeah. Episode four to come. Yeah. The wrestler. The wrestler. What's it? What's it on? What's it streaming? It is on. Um. Have to tweet this out. I think it's on. A couple. It's on Hulu. Okay. It's on HBO Max. All right. Good. We've got some options. And that is it. Okay. And the Roku channel, if you have that. All right. Yeah, those are the the two free platforms. All right, I feel like we're bad at ending these things because as teachers, we're used to a bell that yeah. just ends it for us. <laughs> Kids get out, new ones come in. Exactly. So we we need to work in maybe a bell or something yeah. somehow. Uh, all right, that's all I got. Yeah. No, Arlo just <laughs> shaked his collar in the background, so that's a the indicator that he is ready to be free. <laughs> As I'm sure you are listening (laughs) from hearing us ramble. So until next time, 
Watch The Wrestler. Be ready. And peace out. Peace out.